Greetings, everybody. Thank you again for joining this afternoon. Uh, this morning, it was Chaturdashi, the 14th lunar phase uh, of the waning half, the dark half, Krishna Pakshe. But now, actually, it's, um, it's Amavasya. The new moon started at a quarter to five. So the, the, if you counted it as a number, instead of naming it Amavasya, then it would be 15, right? Chaturdashi and Panchadashi. But, uh, but they gave the full moon and the new moon have names instead of numbers, 15. Uh, so anyways, yeah, we're, it's officially new moon phase now. Uh, and it's Thursday, of course, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Satsanga, Satsanga, Bhagavad Gita. And we're starting today, we're starting the third chapter. We finished last week. We finished the second chapter. And we did several test runs of the slides before you guys logged on. So hopefully it's still working. Welcome, welcome. So let's give one more second for uh, this. Uh, we're gonna try to get you in. Uh, on screen also. Well, I can do something too. Yeah, okay. If he's sit, sit there, then yeah. Cool. So I hear it's supposed to get really warm starting uh right there, yeah. Starting when? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. So everybody uh buckle down for some toughest <laughs> weather induced toughest. Austerity practice, don't seek comfort. Endure what's difficult to endure. Okay, here we go. Om Tat Sat Om Shri Gurave Namaha Om Shri Ganeshai Namaha Om Shri Saraswati Namaha Oh, Namo Brahm. 
ಧರ್ಮವಿದ್ಯೋ ಧರ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾಸಂಪ್ರದಾಯಕರ್ತೃಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಮಂಚ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಮಹದ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಗುರುಭ್ಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಷ್ಟಕಂಕರಿಷೆ ಓಂ ಕಂಸಚಾರ್ಜೋಡಮರ್ದನ ದೇವಕೀಪರಮಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಅಥ ಸೀಪುಷ್ಪಸಂಭಾಷಂಕೇಯೋಡೇ ಪೂರ್ಣಚಂದ್ರ ನಿಲಸತ್ಕುಂಡಲಧರ ಕೃಷ್ಣಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಮಂದಾರಗಂಧ ಸೈನ್ಯುಕ್ತ ಚಾರುಹಾಸುಜ ಬಾಳಿಪಿಂಚಾವಚೂಡಾಂಗಂ ಕೃಷ್ಣಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಉತ್ಪಲ್ಲ ಪದ್ಮಪತ್ರೀಲಜೀಭೂತ ಸಿಭಾಂದೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ರುಕ್ಮಣೀಕೇರಿ ಸೈನ್ಯುಕ್ತ ಪೀತಾಂಬರಶುಶೋಭಿ ಅಪ್ತುಲಸೀಗಂಧೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಗೋಪಿಕಾಂಕಿತವಕ್ಷಸೇತಿಶ್ವಾಸೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಶ್ರೀವತ್ಸಾಂಕಹೋರಸ್ಕ ವನಮಾಲಾಜಿ ಶಂಖಚಕ್ರಧರಂದೇವೇ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಷ್ಟಕಮಿದ್ಯ ಪ್ರಾತರುತ್ಥಾಯ ಪಠೇತ್ ಕೋಟಿಜನ್ಮೃತಿ Karma Yoga uh, The third chapter is titled Karma Yoga The Yoga of Karma or the Yoga of Action uh, Practice is a type of action right? So Karma includes our Ashtanga Yoga practice as well as any other kind of action was uh, one before was called sankhya yoga the yoga of sankhya the yoga of uh and kind of analyzing discerning different aspects of creation uh and there's going to be a tie in as a relationship between the two uh i think 
some of what was talked about in the second chapter was um, some definitions of yoga. Uh, keep your mind and senses focused on what you're doing. Yoga, yoke, your faculties, your attention and your and your senses to uh, whatever it is you're, you're doing consciously, choosing to do. And, uh, and keep your mind steady. Uh, and if things are changing unpredictably, uh, being able to adapt to, uh, to what's coming at you. Uh, so yeah, 248 and 250, two, those two aspects of maintaining that, uh, your faculties in a balanced way. Uh, but then towards the end of the chapter, the last, uh, especially the last verse, 272, Krishna talked about the Brahma Jnana, getting the, like the highest knowledge, the highest wisdom as the supreme. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how Arjuna responds to that. Any, any clues? Like first tell you, you know, be focused on what you're doing. Stay clear and do it and do what you have to do. The highest thing is, and then he says, the highest thing is knowledge to have wisdom to transcend all this stuff. Right, remember the context is they're out on the battlefield, right? And Arjuna is distraught because he has to go up against his family. It's two different clans of the family. So he's like, uh, like I'm a warrior and I can do this physically. I'm capable. There's no problem. I can go to battle. But uh, I don't know how I feel about going to battle against my own family. Right? So it's like, tell me, this has got to be some kind of a sin, right, Krishna? Like we should just retreat and bail. What are you, coward? You can't, right? He's giving him this whole thing. So he, he's teaching them. Uh, but so he, the, these two teachings was focus, do what you have to do, engage. Uh, but the highest thing is to transcend everything. That was the last thing he said. So we're going to get his response. I think, is this where Krishna like becomes a giant? Not yet. Yeah. I'm waiting for that part. Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty big deal. That can't come so soon in the movie. You know, it's got to be like, got to build the plot up a little bit more and get us a little bit more uh, in, in, intertwined in the teachings. Uh, anybody else want to take a guess what Arjuna's response opening? or his response to the last thing, like, like after hearing like all the stuff about yoga, which is action oriented. Uh, and then the final thing was jnana, like knowledge, the highest thing is to actually see through the illusion and transcend and rise above everything. Okay, we'll see what he says. Arjuna uvacha, Arjuna uvacha. Jayasi che karmanaste matabuddhir janardana Jayasi che karmanaste matabuddhir janardana Tatkim karmani kore maam 
then why are you asking me to perform this ghastly action? But the last thing he, he told him, the last verse was, the highest thing is to transcend, mm -hmm. to reach Brahma Jnana. Whereas before he's done, you know, you got to fight. You can't run away. Right? People look up to you. You're a, you're a role model in society and you can't run away from your duty. You can't be a coward because then your role model becomes... Uh, uh, impotent, you know, loses all its effectiveness on people. So people lose it. somebody they look up to. It's not so they might they feel lost a little bit, you know. Uh, let's read the next one. Uh, same thing, each line twice, and then we do the whole thing one or two times, depending on how well we do. Or how well, uh, yeah, I do. Yami Shre Naiva Bakena Buddhi Moha Yasiva Me Tade Kambada Nishitya Yena Shre Yoham Apnuyam. Oops. <laughs> From the top again. Uh, two times. Vyami Shre Naiva Vakena Buddhi Moha Yasiva Me Vyami Shre Naiva Vakena Buddhi Moha Yasiva Me Tare Kambada Nishitya Yena Shre Yoham Apnuyam Tare Kambara Nishitya Yena Shreyoham Apnuyam Vyama Shre Naiva Vakena Buddhi Moha Yasiva Me Tare Kambara Nishitya Yena Shre Yoham Abhuyam. So Arjuna continues My mind is confused with your contradictory statements. Please tell me clearly. 
the one path by following which I may gain the real benefit. I may gain the the uh, the refuge, the shreyas, the refuge. Uh, makes sense, right? Why are you saying that? Yeah. So, uh, what's your what Krishna has to say in response? Uh, oh, there's so much highlighting going on. Okay. Uh, the twofold path of yoga. This is his response. The twofold path of yoga: karma and jnana. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha. Lokesmin vivida nisha pura prokta maya nagha. Lokesmin vivida nisha. Pura prokta mayanaka Jnana yogena sainjyanam Karma yogena yoginam Jnana yogena sainjyanam Karma yogena yoginam Lokesmin vividhanisha Pura prokta mayanaka Yana yogena sankhyanam Karma yogena yoginam Lokesmin vividhanishtha Pura prokta mayanaka Yana yogena sankhyanam Karna yogena yoginam. Shri Krishna said, O Anaga, the sinless one, Arjuna, O Anaga, a long time ago I gave the twofold path to the world. For those of discernment, the path of jnana yoga or jnana marga, and for those inclined towards action, the path of karma yoga. Karma. Karma Marga. Uh, in the text, it says Karma Yoga. Uh, Patavi Joyce used the term Marga, Marga meaning path. Another word here in the text, Nishta means path. Jnana uh, Marga and Karma Marga. Uh, that was the term that Patavi Joyce used. Uh, so, a couple things. Uh, One is I, when we did the second chapter previously up till today, I was undoing some of the Sunday in the verse that we were, as we, the way it was typed for reciting. And since the last few weeks, we've been looking at a little bit of grammar stuff to help increase our ability to chant and kind of not be so like, be completely 100% foreign. Um, so I, I kept the Sunday so the, the word changes as the words run together, combine together. Uh, so this part is a little bit different than how the words are written down here. Like, so lokesmin, uh, loke, and asmin. So you see the apostrophe, apostrophe means there's a missing a. Uh, so asmin. Lokesmin, lokes asmin, 
Lokesmin. So when we're going to look things up, um, or to understand the a little bit more of the Sanskrit that we're reading, we have to start getting comfortable with this sandhi, this changing of the words, because you can't look up words that have been changed. You have to revert them back to their their original, their full form, not their conjuncted form. Uh, so this first one, loke asmi. Uh, let's see, anything else in here? That's pretty much it, except for this one here, uh, Sankhya Nam. So we use the Anuswara, this M with a dot, when it's in the middle of a sentence, the middle of a phrase, and it's followed by a consonant. You'll never find the Anuswara at the end of a line. Then it's just a simple ma sound, M sound. So it it holds the grammatical function of a of a ma of a simple m, but pronunciation wise, when you put that dot onto it, then you can uh, you have different options for the pronunciation according to uh, what follows it. So in other words, um, a ka 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 comes from your throat ka. So if he said the word uncle, you can you can feel it in your mouth. You can say it silently to yourself. Before the ka sound, your mouth automatically knows how to go back to your throat. To make that ma sound turn into um. So it fits with the ka. You can't say uncle very easily, right? If you wrote it, with the Anushwara, you wrote you, uh, and then you wrote Anushwara, right? um, ko. It's more natural. You say uncle. Uh, so that's what this this Anushwara. If you run it together with the karma, Sankhya Nam Karma, Sankhya Nam Karma, your mouth wants to go back to where the K is. It doesn't want to go out to the lips. So it's a it's a it's a variable that we call nasal, the ends, the different types of ends in the M, they're called nasals, because really they're uh, they're coming from that part of your uh, uh, your voice. <laughs> Where are the kids? <laughs> Right? It's a nasal. So if you can give yourself permission to be silly, right? And get a little bit into your nasal noise. Right? When you see the M dot, then your mouth will automatically go to the right place when it when it does the what we call uh, percussive. Right? Whenever the mouth strikes, it's called a percussive to make a k sound. That's a percussive or a g, g sound. There's a strike in the mouth with some part of your your apparatus, your vocal apparatus. Uh, let's see. Let's do something risky.
pulling up the inflected generation, inflected forms generator. Let's see, I can probably make it a little bigger, make it a little easier for myself and everybody else. So input's gonna be Harvard, Kyoto, that's where we use capitalization to uh, accommodate the lack, our lack of ability to, to type, uh, to easily type in uh, letters with marks on them. We, we, uh, and then we don't want it to punch out David Nogarty, right? Because you guys will have a hard time reading that. Mm, some, I mean, you know, we'll be fair. We'll just pretend like nobody knows David Nogarty. So, uh, so let's try us mean because this will be a little bit interesting for you guys. I remember the in the verse lo lo. Lo que es mean is us mean. So we undo the Sunday, we type in the full form of the word, hit enter. And remember we looked at uh, the grammar the other day and we had those grids. So this is the grid, right? Singular, dual, singular, dual, and plural. And then it's pretty easy to spot, right? Where us mean is. Uh, and they're giving us, so, as a beginner, you would be a little bit hard pressed to figure out what this, the original form of the word is because it looks nothing like usmin, right? This is a pronoun. So pronouns are, uh, are they, they change more <laughs> from their original form um, than nor most words, they maintain the, the, the front structure and they only the end, the last syllable gets changed. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to show this to you because we did look, we started to look at pronouns. Uh, we need to look at them a little bit more so they, they're not so uh, over our head. So us mean, and then the other day, uh, these were numbered. First case, second case, third case, fourth case. Here they're using the, an abbreviation. So yeah, nominative, Accusative or objective, same thing. Instrumental, dative, ablative, genitive, locative, and vocative. So locative means, what well, it sounds like the word location, right? So it can, uh, can location can mean lo a location in time also, is also locative, like a, a time period. So during something or at a specific like physical location, us me. Uh, so what was the original thing? It's loke, uh, and if we looked up the word loke, oh, why don't we just do it? It only takes a half a second. So you see where where us mean is? It's in the singular column and, it, and it's locative. Uh, you're gonna see loke, Right, this is going to be in the same place. Okay. Uh, and the two reasons that that made sense. One, because I knew. Okay. Uh, but also because these two words, uh, they go together. So they, they're put into the same case. So, and, and that tells us that they go together. So loke, loka is world, the word for world or realm. 
and asmin is the pronoun this. So locative, we'd say in this, right? In English, we translate it as in this and world in the world. But you don't you don't say in the world in this. It means in this world. So they put them in the same case. Cool, huh? Pretty simple, actually, right? Okay. So uh, we don't need to look up. What else do we want to look up? Dvivida means um, par uh, twofold. Nishta means path. So in this world, the twofold path. Pura before, prokta uh, said. My, and here we have another sandhi here. Okay. Uh, maya naga, pura prokta maya naga, uh, maya anaga. Right, when we read the English translation, it was uh, anaga. So the maya anaga becomes one maya anaga. Uh, where is it down here? Uh, maya anaga. So you separate it out. And when you have a long A that's combined, uh, you're going to have to do some research to figure out, like, there's no way to know without knowing uh, that maya ends with a long a from the original writing of the Sanskrit up here. You just have to, to uh, go through the rigor of trying to figure it out. Uh, so this would be a tricky one. Much easier if somebody tells you, somebody who knows, until you start to get familiar with pronouns. So. Uh, did we have the pronoun, pronoun? Yeah, we did. We had the pronoun asmad last week because the mistake that I had made about um, mat para, mat was short for asmad. Okay. So uh, what was the pronoun over here? It's uh, maya. Anybody want to guess <laughs> where we're going with this? So maya is a pronoun. Uh, it's a form of Asmad. Asmad. So uh, Asmad is first person. So actually Maya seems like, how, how does that come from Asmad? Uh, I don't know how it comes from Asmad. But, but we do have like me and mine, right? Uh, and we have my, mine, and me, like in English, which are obviously related to the Sanskrit. Maya. Maya means um, it's instrumental. It, do you remember what instrumental means? Mm, with. With, with. With. Yeah, like, yeah. so by me, right? So what was the um, the Sanskrit? Pura prokta maya anaga. So maya, by me. Before, said by me. So in other words, I said before. Right, I, I, the, 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 it was said by me, really. Uh, it's a kind of passive voice, right? It's not I said, but it means the same thing, right? But it's a passive voice, it was said by me. Uh, and then anaga, 
is uh, in the vocative. When you have a, where is it down here? When you have a a uh, with no ending, it looks like the dictionary entry. That's vocative singular. Do you need to see it? Yeah, you want to see it? Okay. So, so even though anaga, anaga would pop up in the dictionary, right here it's actually it's actually been grammar, grammatized, or inflected. It's just that this inflection happens to have no change. Vocative, direct address, anaga, vocative. So there, there's a lot of vocative, right? It's like oh, Janardana, oh, Keshava, oh, anaga. Like he's speaking to to Arjuna, and he's just he's not calling him by the same name every time, and nor is Arjuna calling Krishna by the same name every time. They're using different names. It makes it more interesting for us, the readers. And if we look up the meanings of the names, it also gives us more insight into the nature of who these people are or the nature of um, uh, maybe, you know, if we're trying to apply a universal understanding of the teaching, you know, this, this characteristic, a uh, sinless one, he's a superior person. He's not just... Like ordinary people don't think about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. They go to Walmart and they shop. And then when their kids do something they don't like, they just flip out. They don't think about it. They blame their kid for them flipping out. They don't think about like that maybe they could have had a different perspective. Right? That's ordinary, right? A superior person like uh, Arjuna, he's superior because not because he's better than other people, but it's just a, a convention, you know, to, to refer. Um, it's probably I should come. I should think of a different way of referring to it because it sounds very hierarchical. But uh, so people who are the Sanskrit word is Aryan, actually, like the Aryan race that the Germans use that word Aryan. So it means uh, literally it means like uh, an attractive or. Uh, an upright person, so somebody who's striving towards or who who's obtained certain level of straightforwardness within themselves. Yeah, they're not crooked. They're not, you know, like crook, if you're crooked within yourself, it means you don't even understand the deceit that your mind plays, the trickery your mind does to you. To you. Yeah. So that's a crooked mind. You're not aware of the deceit that's happening to yourself within yourself to yourself. It's okay. Did I, did I save myself? Okay. <laughs> you can judge me. It's okay. Or or you know, or you can help. You know, like improve the yeah, or or expand upon, elaborate. I don't. Know. It's it's kind of like um. Like the straight stick. The straight, straight stick. Yeah. I never heard of this. No, the Aryan, like the straight. The they have it in man. the Bible, right? The upright man. Don't they have that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what I wanted to say was that the upright person gets there by being reflective or like this meta level of yeah. observation. Yeah. Very good. Very and good. Interesting. The twisted one. But that's how we recognize it and undo the twisting. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, like by being be like, meta, what would you say, meta and reflective? Right, right. And the higher beyond, being beyond just, yeah. Well, yeah, like getting observing yourself. sucked by, sucked into the right. twirls. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, so let's let's keep going word by word and look at this. So, so maya anaga, that's two words, by me. And then jnana yogena. Uh, so... We, we know this word yogena, but let's look it up just so we can see it in the, the thing. So these scary looking grids uh, become less scary to us. Right? They, they'll start to look smaller and smaller. Yogena, uh, ignore this one down below. No, I, I'll tell you what it is. But, so again, it's, it's uh, instrumental, right? Uh, means it's, uh, it's a tool by by this or with this um so let's go back it's singular jnana yogena so he gave a twofold path uh he gave jnana yogena and karma yogena so either we can either use jnana yoga or we can use karma yoga that's what the instrumental is indicating these are things these are something we can use we can accomplish, uh, right? It's like you go back to Arjuna's question, right? How can I, you know, which path am I supposed to use? Which, how do I arrive at obtaining? In the end, he wants to know how he obtains refuge, the sense of um, peace and beatitude uh, in in his life. Like, how do I arrive at that place of being okay with myself and and uh, okay with the things I, I, I end up doing with my life. Uh, you can either use jnana yoga or you can use karma yoga. And then Krishna further qualifies this. Um, jnana yogena samkhya nam, karma yogena yoginam. So let's look and see what samkhya nam so this is going to be trickier. We have to know how to use the capitalization. Uh, so sometimes what I do is I'll, I'll copy this with the, the dots to help me make sure I get all the capitalizations right. I think actually it has like, a, uh, I don't know. What is that? Let's see. No, okay. I'll put it back here. So the long A, Sankhya, we turn into a capital. The Anishwara, we have to turn into a capital M. And then we have another long A, uh, another long A, capitalized, and then it ends with a, a cap, uh, Anishwara has to be just a simple M. Because, uh, right, good question. Because it's in the middle of a sentence. So, it's it's originally it's sankhya nam, but the sandhi we it turns into anushwara. Okay, you guys got that? That's a little advanced, so don't if you don't get it, don't worry about it. Uh, we can't we can't get all the details all at once. Your your brain will you'll get a, a, a what it's called in the blood vessel clots clots yeah. Try to, try to learn more than you can handle all at once. Yeah. Uh, that's why we keep reviewing. Right? So you, you absorb a little bit more 
you understand it more deeply. It starts to become ingrained and eventually becomes second nature. Uh, so, so now, right, everything else was over in the singular. Everything else we did, we had singular column. Even the yogena was singular. Right? But sankhya nam is plural. Anybody have a guess? Why, why, how can we, what's the relationship between the singular jnana yogena, sankhya nam, and then the sankhya nam being in the plural? Because there's two paths, right? No, then it'd be dual, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's a, that was a good guess. Uh, be, um, anybody else want to guess? Tatiana? Since it's genitive, that's generating something? Genitive means like possessive, more or less. You said for multiple people? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, like, so who's going to use mm -hmm. the, the jnana yoga? Mm -hmm. The sankhyas. This is for a whole class of people. Mm -hmm. This whole class of people, right? but it's all the same tool that they're all using. It's jnana yoga. It's the same tool. Uh, so Sankhya, uh, right, that's one of the reasons we discussed Sankhya at the beginning, because it's part of the, this important um, verse, uh, the verse which presents this twofold uh, idea, this way of understanding yoga, right? It, it's very akin to, we have Ashtanga yoga, right? That's a way to understand what is yoga. Yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, samadhi. Yeah, that's one way to understand yoga. So Krishna is actually giving us a, a two-limbed two version of yoga. Jnana yoga, karma yoga. That's a complete way of understanding yoga. Ashtanga yoga would fall into more, for the most part, it's karma yoga until you start to become, until it starts to fructify and you start to have the wisdom, right? So you shift from karma yoga towards jnana yoga. As your mind becomes more clear, more straightforward with itself, it starts to be able to understand things. So you, you're able to, right? then your car, then your actions, right? If your understanding is more clear, you're able to, you know, not hanker after the fruits, as they say, of what you're doing, which means you're doing it because it needs to be done. Your motive is more pure, so to speak. You're, you're not scheming after something. You're doing something because, like a parent, right? Well, <laughs> that's a bad example. <laughs> All the tiger parents... Going, you know, they're scheming, right? They're definitely scheming. They want their kid to be number one and they don't care about all the other kids and how much crying they're going to do because they're not number one, right? They just want their own kid to be number one or else they're going to cry. The parents <laughs> are going to cry and then they're going to make their children cry. Uh, so that's, you know, when you have that kind of uh, grasping as, as your motive, right? There's a lot of... You know, it's not very straightforward. It's very convoluted, very, uh, it's a lot of, you know, 
lack of clarity of being able to see things, right? You just want, you want so much that all you see is what you want. Um, you don't see how it's maybe uh, causing your kid to go insane <laughs> or, you know, things like that. Um, or maybe your kid's not capable of it, right? So maybe that you should look for what they are capable of doing, but you're so fixated on them doing this one thing. You want that thing so badly, you know, you don't, you're not interested in considering any other options. Um, right, when, when we get more clarity, right, you, and you're able to start to see these things that crookedness inside yourself and start that's now it's a little, it has a jnana yoga flavor to it and the more that those things reveal themselves to you the more that they become to light for you then the further over towards jnana yoga you're going so and this is how you get like from like what krishna was talking about in the second chapter the you know, maintaining the evenness of your mind, whether you're succeeding or failing, right? There have, you have, if, the more wisdom you have, the easier it is, the more natural it is to maintain that evenness in mind. So jnana yoga, right? There's, it's for the sankhyas, the people who are able to see, distinguish the difference between this and that, what's going on in, Inside their mind, what's going on outside in the world, and uh, and ultimately, you know, being able to see uh, maybe you know the distinction between purusha and prakriti as as the uh, more philosophical people would would uh, want to kind of uh, proposition that angle of sankhya that you're trying to see through the illusion, the maya the illusion of creation and arrive at the, the underlying eternal constant of creation, the Brahma dimension. Can you comment here mm -hmm. on, like, what's the different flavor between yana and um, buddhi? Because they're both like intelligences. Ooh. Uh, There's so see. many words for intelligence and knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Uh, okay, one or, second. Yeah. So before we go off on another tangent, what is uh, Yogi Nam? So Yogi Nam is going to be in the same place probably, right, as Sankhya Nam, Yogi Nam. And because it has the same, it's relationship we already know, right, from the... English translation of this verse, Yogi Nam holds the same relationship with Karma Yoga that Sankhya Nam holds with Jnana Yogena, right? So we will we would expect that Yogi Nam pops up in the same place in the grid. Oops. Copy. So I copied and pasted to make sure I get all the. Uh, Capitalizations, right? You just have the one diacritic mark, the long A. Right? So there it is. It's genitive is sixth case, just incidentally. Don't have to memorize yet, but eventually you should. 
<laughs> yogi nomas plural again so so for yogis and yogis doesn't mean you know people who carry yoga mats and go to yoga classes it means people who you know are trying to purify their motive purify their minds purify their hearts or understand themselves better understand uh what inspires them what are they really after you know the chocolate made me happy but it's not really making me happy what am i really after yeah Th those kind of questions those are yogis so arjuna is kind of a yogi right he wants to know you know like what to do to to fulfill my life to be fulfilled in life that's basically what he's after right he does if he thinks if he kills his relatives, he's going to be so even more depressed than he is right now, standing in front of them with the prospect of killing them. It's like, how can I, how can I enjoy all the things I get from winning this war after I've just killed all my kinsmen, my teachers, and my cousins? And, uh, so he's thinking, you know, about about his action before he does it, which is the kind of thing like. That's very Kriya Yoga, like from the Yoga Sutras, when we start the second chapter, the presentation is on Kriya Yoga. What do we do to, to help get more clarity, to help get more stability uh, and, and evolve and make progress in, in yoga? Right? Not the, I got my yoga mat and I have my friends at yoga class. And if I do more poses and I have more friends and I can put my... If I can only catch my ankles and I'll definitely have lots of friends and not, not that yoga, right? The, this yoga, this process of, how'd you say it? Meta self-reflection? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reflection. Yeah. So that's the yoga. And that's how we should be measuring ourselves in progress in yoga. Although when you're in your 30s and your 20s, it's, you're going to be hard-pressed to not measure your progress and your awesomeness. Yeah. But at least you should have it in the back of the mind and, and not uh, shun it, this other aspect. So we don't wake up 20 years later down the road. Uh, like, I just wasted 20 years of my life trying to catch my ankles and I'm still an idiot. I still lose my temper <laughs> and I'm still only interested in money and yeah, at least we should, you know, acknowledge acknowledge what's what's really long-lastingly important and valuable. Uh, so is that helpful? The to go through the translation give you uh, a better in on on how the Sanskrit is structured and when we when we chant it. Uh, and when, you, and when you start looking things up, did I miss anything important here? I, it looks like we pretty much covered everything. All the, we got through all the words. Question? Question? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question about, thank you, thank you. Uh, jnana versus buddhi. Uh, well, buddhi is an aspect of our online for starters so it's it's uh 
our mind has different dimensions to it, different faculties. So buddhi is part of that composite. And jnana is, uh, is like a, a quality, right? Or, uh, the buddhi is capable of wisdom. The buddhi is not itself wisdom. Mm-hmm. So jnana is the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, we have to be careful with the word jnana when we're studying yoga, uh, especially here because we've studied the yoga sutras. Uh, and the word jnana in the yoga sutras means worldly knowledge. But over here, it, it means wisdom. So if you're in a, a Vedanta realm, jnana means wisdom, higher knowledge, spiritual knowledge, or spiritual wisdom. If you're in a Yoga Sutra realm, jnana does not mean wisdom. And I, I assume the K-N for the word know and knowledge is somehow related probably through German. I don't know, anybody know German? Uh, Greek, I think. Through Greek? Yeah. Yeah. Like the word gnos- gnosis? Exactly. Yeah. So so this, this is not uh, completely foreign to us European descendants. Us, Let's recite this one more time. Now we know the words, right? So, Dvivida, the twofold Nishta path, Pura before, Prokta said, Maya, by me. Anaga is a name for Arjuna. Yana Yogena, Sankhyanam. Uh, can't really translate to English. You just have to get comfortable with the words. Right? Karma Yogena, Yoginam, same thing. You got to just get comfortable with the words because they don't translate. Uh, they require explanation, not translation. Ready? Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Loke Sin Vibhita Nishta Pura Prokta Mayanaka Yana Yogena Samkhyana Karma Yogena Yoginam Loke Sin Vibhita Nishta Pura Prokta Mayanaka Yana yogena sankhyanam, karma yogena yoginam. So anybody, any other questions about this very important uh, concept, twofold path of yoga? I think uh, one one closing thing uh, that should be mentioned, like you know, karma yoga is basically when they say action oriented, also means like people who they have a lot of attachments still or a lot of confusion in their mind. They don't see things very clearly yet, so they need to do a lot of things and try to recognize what's driving them, their motive, and get get underneath the subconscious motivations that are going on in the mind.
So yogi nam, that's why they're doing action. Uh, and jnana yogena, asankhya nam, for people who maybe they're not enlightened, right? But they have more capacity. So they, they don't need as strong a medicine. Like doing action, activity, you know, that's a strong medicine. Next one, verse four. Nakarmanam anaram anaram ban naishkarmyam purusho snute nachasanyasanad eva siddhim samadhigachati. Sorry, uh, we'll do the two, li two, line, uh, two times first line. Nakarmanam anaramban naishkarmyam purushosnute Nakarmanam anaramban naishkarmyam purushosnute Nachasanyasana deva siddhim samadhigachati Nachasanyasana deva siddhim samadhigachati nakarmanam anaramban naishkarmyam purushoshnute nachasanyasana deva siddhim samadhigachati Nakarmanam anaramban naishkarmyam purushoshnute nachasanyasana deva siddhim samadhigachati. So this one's also a little bit uh, famous. One does not achieve actionlessness merely by abstaining from actions, nor can one attain perfection simply by outwardly renouncing worldliness. So you don't, you don't attain actionlessness by abstaining from action. What's that mean? Because to abstain from action is an action itself. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Anything else? You need the actions to like temper you and to the kind of actionlessness that you're going for. Like you can't just do nothing. Uh-huh, right? uh-huh. Like you guys are on the right track. You have to yeah. learn. You have to like, learn. Yeah. Yeah, to, I like you said, like to temper you. So right. that's kind of the purification process mm -hmm. in a way, like to, to start to understand what's going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. Like people don't understand the deeper layers of how the, the thoughts and the motive, the compulsions and the impulses are percolating up from mm -hmm. deep inside us. They only see, you know, they feel the, the drive mm -hmm. towards things. Uh, anything else? Tatiana, 
because there is no such thing as stillness. Everything's always in constant motion. That, that's uh, that's part of it. Yeah, that's that. He's going to mention that in the next verse. What's Christina have to say? No, you're probably right. So say it. Well, I mean, it's not just a freedom from experiencing things. You have to be able to fully embrace them too. So keep going. I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> I mean, it's not like avoiding suffering or avoiding things. You 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 have to be fully engaged in them, but at a, in a different uh, way. So Sort of, that that's true, but but there's a there's a important element in here that hasn't been expressed yet. Uh, uh, what's happening in your mind? So so what's yeah. happening physically? Um, isn't necessarily congruent with what's happening in your mind. So, so what do you mean? Like, what's happening in your mind? That how like act, like, what, like what? you may you may appear to be physically like peaceful, but there's agitation in your mind. So yeah, the and, actions. And and what about achieving actionlessness then? Though, how do you achieve actionlessness? Uh, by renouncing the fruit of your actions e e yeah when there's no more doer but there exactly yes when there's no more doer there's no more sense of a doer yeah so 271 the second to the last one of the third chapter that when you go beyond all your desires there's no longer a sense of doer uh, I forget there's three things I think a doer uh, and uh, I don't remember what the other ones were uh I don't have it here, but, um, but that, yeah, but that's the main thing. There's no more. So that actionlessness is your sense of identity. You're no longer feel as if you're the agent. You're a, an instrument of the agent. Yeah. So that's how you arrive at actionlessness, not by abstaining from actions or not by merely abstaining from actions. Maybe that could be part of your recipe, part of your prescription, but that's not the, that's not the, the key thing, right? Because then what's the next thing he says is, uh, he uses the word sanyasana, sanyasana. Uh, oh, it's almost like sannyasana, sannyasana. Uh, so sannyasana is somebody who's done a, who does sannyasana. Mm -hmm. uh, it's down here. But um, the sannyasana, right? The one who does sannyasana, right? They're they're just discarding worldly action, but it doesn't mean like. You were saying, Genevieve, Gigi, uh, that just because you're peaceful on the outside doesn't mean you're peaceful on the inside. And we had a verse 
uh, not too long ago that said, just by abstaining from things doesn't mean your mind is free from those things. You, you, you know, if you're in jail, you're, you're cut off from all kinds of thing, objects of, of desire, right? When you're in jail, but you know, those people in jail, they're thinking about those things that they're going to get when they get out of jail. Right. <laughs> so that's like, that's what happens to us when we just, we try to cut ourselves off because it's causing problems. We don't know how to manage ourselves in, you know, in close proximity when we're involved with those substances, those things, those objects of our desire, objects of our lust, objects of our, of our hankering and our scheming, right? So we cut ourselves off because it's causing too much uh, drama in my head and my heart, right? And, and uh, causing too many problems in my relationships in life. So I'm just gonna renounce because I can't handle it. I can't figure out how to, how to make peace in it with all this stuff. And so the sannyasin, right? They, they escape. Uh, there's a story, Yogananda, there's a, a guy he had like his girlfriend dumped him or his wife, you know, divorced him or whatever. And he lost his job. He got fired. <laughs> I don't remember if he lost his money too, you know, or, but it's basically, he's like, I'm renouncing. He comes to Yogananda. He's like, I want to be a monk, you know, in your, in your, uh, monastery. Cause I just, I want to renounce everything. Cause <laughs> what do you think Yogananda told him? No. Huh? No. Why? Because <laughs> it's not going to help him. He didn't renounce it. Because he, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't renounce. He said, "You didn't renounce these things. They renounced you." <laughs> you go back and you figure out how to how to you know make make your life work, and then come back and and then renounce it. Yeah, oh, right, that's right. true renunciation. When you give up, you know. Right, so I, you know, yeah, yeah. can you give me give me your car? <laughs> that's going to be pretty hard, right? Yeah, that's renunciation. I mean, that's like the true. So in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna uses the word tyagi, one who he abandons. So he distinguishes when he uses the word sannyasa, he's talking culturally. This uh, institutional, uh, uh, this this culture of putting on a robe saying I don't do I don't work for a living anymore I don't have responsibilities I'm a I'm a I'm a monk I'm a sannyasin I don't I don't work and uh don't ask me to do anything I'm just a beggar <laughs> and I'm very spiritual see I have a saffron robe on <laughs> and a bathing bowl on a stick so that's my only possessions I'm very spiritual uh he's talking about that like you you outwardly renounce but has no relationship to what whether or not you've actually given things up or not so he uses a different word sannyasin refers to the outward uh appearance of renunciation tyagi is the internal actual renunciation yoga sutra is no, we don't have that word in yoga sutras Maybe it comes up once, but I I know I I have no idea where it would be if it's in there. Which word? Tiaga. 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 Yeah. 
It's a long tia. So um, we're not going to break this one down because, uh, except uh, I'll point out this uh, Sunday. This is another common Sunday that we should all be uh, familiar with and comfortable with. So let me find it down here. So Purushaha becomes Purusho because it's followed by a vow, Ashnute, Ashnute, Ashnute. Right? We, just like Asmin, we have the apostrophe in the Asmin. It mean, it, we just said Lokesmin. So here it's Purusho uh, Shnute. Uh, but it's Purushaha. The O, you, when you see a word that ending in O, words don't end in O. There's no O ending. It's a Sandhi only. It's in, and it's all, almost always, uh, I won't say always because there's probably an exception that I can't think of right now, but but it's almost always this, uh -huh, a short uh, Vesarga, Purushaha. And the apostrophe is always uh, indicates a missing vowel, short uh sound. So when you have purushaha followed by a short uh, you the the sandhi is remove the uh and change visarga to to o. Super common. You'll see it hundreds of times. I mean, if you do enough chanting, we're only doing uh, four verses today, so uh, we should do we should do the next one uh, because it's really it it'll help us with this one. Uh, number five. Well, let's see. Did I miss anything here? Oh, oh. So Sidhim, uh in the. In the translation, we put perfection. Siddhim literally means perfected or achieved, accomplished. Uh, it, it's, um, and the enlightened beings in the yoga Hindu realm are referred to as Siddhas. The Siddhas are the enlightened beings. In Buddhism, they call them bodhisattvas. The enlightened beings are bodhisattvas. In yoga, we call them siddhas, like uh, Narada, but the Narada, the sage Narada, he's a enlightened being. And you can, when you exit your body, when you're enlightened or you have the right kind of control, you go out the third eye, they say, you can go to the realm of the siddhas for further, you know, to continue your your process of learning and developing, becoming more enlightened and more enlightened and more enlightened with the, the siddhas. Uh, if you got the top of your head, then you're like a salt doll returning to the ocean, dissolve. So that's from the uh, Sri Mad Bhagavad Purana. I read that story. Uh, how uh, you pull your prana to leave your body, your mahasamani. Uh, that's 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 all. Uh, we talked about this before. Um, 
the adigachati, the verb gum, right? So it's not a static attainment that he's talking about. It's difficult to translate uh, into English in a simple way uh, to convey that this is a, this is a process, like a, a flame is in process of being on fire. It's, it's, it's uh, carbon after carbon after carbon, oxidizing, oxidizing, oxidizing. It's not a static thing. So uh, gum to go, adigam, and here it's sum, adigam, uh, the verb. So sitting, not just that you become perfected, but that you're able to move and exist, and that perfection is is a uh, is a process here. You you live and express and experience. Well, you said it was emerging as well. Yeah, yeah. emerging. Yeah, because uh, that same one about the deer disappearing. No, when we talked about oh. two seventy one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I just put in uh, Alexis the word bhikshu because in Buddhism they were they use the word bhikshu. Mm-hmm. That's uh, equivalent to a sannyasin mm-hmm. in Hindu. So like a monk, somebody who's taken vows of renunciation. They take vows to not do certain things. Hundreds of vows to not, or to not, vows to do hundreds of things not to do, excuse me. Uh, and bhikshuni, so sannyasi, sannyasini. The stem form is sannyasin. It's the same with yogi, yoga. And yogin, usually we say yogi. Yogi is the masculine form of yogin. And yogini is the feminine form of yogin. So in the dictionary, you look up yogin. Okay. Uh, number five. Okay, okay. Maybe we should close. Should we just close? Let's just close. We'll do this next time. Uh, oh yeah, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of stuff. I have a story and everything to tell in this one. Is that all right, everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Om Tat Sat.
Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. 